Greetings, welcome to my healing channel. God speaks on healing. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In Psalm 34, 3 says, O magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. So we come in agreement that healing only comes through reading the word of God. That's an agreement. You know, there's a lot of things that can be said that we, what was our part? How did I get in this situation? How did I drop my guard? Well, basically, a lot of us want easy. And to me, this is pretty easy. God has given us the ability to get on our knees and ask for help and cry out to him. Psalm, I believe it's... um, Psalm 18, verse 3. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemy. A sickness that's hanging on to you, that's an enemy. A sickness that won't leave your body, that's an enemy. You know, I'll get on my knees and I cry that song. There's a song that that will help you. And uh, you can find it on YouTube probably, I don't know. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Okay, I'm going to turn to it and see how it says. Now, that's the King James that uh, I'm used to uh, quoting from. In the New Living Translation, it says, I called on the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. It says, the ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The gray wrapped his ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Amen. In verses 1 and 2, it says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. When you say strength, you're healthy. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Verse 3. I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise. And he saved me from my enemies. Again, the ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped his ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out willingly to the Lord. Yes, willingly. I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry 
to him reach his ears. Let us give thanks to the Lord, for he is the one who cares for us. He's the one that's hoping we live naturally as can be. Vegetables, garlic and onions, (laughs) all the good things that propel health. No synthetics, no artificial stuff, no staying out at night, resting, getting some sun, and reading. Here you go. I'm going to give you, I'm going to read some more healing scriptures. Now, this is God calling out. The healing of power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Matthew 12, 15 says, Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Praise God for his healing power in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 12, 22, Blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spoke and saw. Wow. The healing power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew 4.23 And he healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Praise God for the healing power in the Lord Jesus and our Savior. Matthew 4.24 And they brought unto him all sick people and he healed them. Praise the healing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Matthew 14, 14, and he healed their sick. Praise the healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mark 3, 5, he said unto them, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and our healer. Mark 5.34, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy fate has made thee whole. Go in peace. Praise the Lord for his healing power and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Mark 5.39, The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Mark 5.41, And he took the damsel by the hand, and he said unto her, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. I say unto you, Arise to the healing power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Arise. Mark 6, 5, Save that he laid his hands on a few sickly folk, and he healed them. Mark six fifty six, They laid the sick on the streets and besought him that they might touched the border of his garment. As many as touched him were made whole. Luke 4.40 And he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. Luke 6.18 Vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Luke 6.19 For they went virtue out of him, and he healed them all. For there went virtue out of him, and he healed them all. Praise the Lord for his healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Amen. Luke 8.47 For what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Luke 22.51 And he touched his ears and he healed him. Luke 17.15 And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Praise the healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Luke 13, 14. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. John 5, 13. And he that was healed wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away. James 5.15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Jeremiah 17.14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Would you repeat that after me? Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. In Acts 5.16, and bringing sicky folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed everyone. Acts 10.38 Doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts 14.9.10 Perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. Acts 28.8 Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and he healed them. Acts 4.22 For the man was above 40 years old in whom the miracle of healing was shown. 1 Peter 2.24 By whose stripes you were healed. Exodus 15.26 For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Exodus 21.19 and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. Psalm 103.3 Who healeth all thy diseases. Now Psalm 103 verses 1 through 5 it would behoove you if you would memorize that and say it. It says Bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yes, Now remember, you have to speak to your soul. Say to your soul, Jesus has healed you. Jesus, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ has healed you, soul. Rise up and be glad. Amen. 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed. Exodus 15.26, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. 
Acts 10, 38, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Exodus 15, 26, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Exodus 21, 19, and he shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. Psalm 147, 3, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Genesis 20:17. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech. Isaiah 30:26. The Lord binded up the breach of his people and healed the stroke of their wound. Mark 16:17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Mark 16:18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise the Lord God and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. Thank you, Jesus Christ. You have healed us and made us whole. They that take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Go you into all the world and preach, tell the people about the gospel, every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that not believeth shall be damned. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading day and night causes healing. Be restored in Jesus' name. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Rise up. Take your Bible and read enthusiastically. Rise up and obey Joshua eight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you should meditate in it day and night, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then have good success. God bless you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Many of us grew up in a dysfunctional family. Our parents scarcely seemed to care about us at all, let alone provide wise guidance for us. This deprivation can leave us wondering how we can fill the void in our life. Some people grew up in a family where they received wise advice and where wisdom was molded and taught by their parents. But if we haven't, we may feel like the rest of the human race has passed us up by. Some of us feel anger, resentment, and shame because we had little guidance and never learned how to make wise choices. We may ask ourselves, shouldn't someone have shown me the way? Ideally, all of us should have had wise and godly instructions. The book of Proverbs records a father's godly instruction to his son. 
for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved by my mother. My father told me, take my words to heart, learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Don't forget to turn away from my words. Don't forget or turn away from my words. Don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Proverbs 4, 3 and 6. For those of us who were neglected and give little or no guidance to our, by our parents, for those of us who were neglected and given little or no guidance by our parents, it's not too late. We have a Father in heaven who is eager to give us the wisdom we need. James advised, if you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you, James 1.5. Our Heavenly Father loves us tenderly, as a parent should. He is always there for us, waiting to give us the wisdom we need whenever we ask for it. <clears throat> the reading of chapter 4. Proverbs. My children, listen to me. Listen to your father's instruction. Pay attention and grow wise, for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my teaching, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved by my mother as an only child. My father told me, take my words to heart, follow my instructions, and you will live. Learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Don't forget or turn away from my words. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And whatever else you do, get good judgment. If you price wisdom, she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely ref on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's way and lead you in straight paths. If you live a life guided by wisdom, you won't limp or stumble as you run. Carry out my instructions. Don't forget don't forsake them. Guard them, for they will lead you to a fulfilled life. Do not do as the wicked do or follow the path of evildoers. Avoid their haunts. Turn away and go somewhere else, for evil people cannot sleep until they have done their evil deed for the day. They cannot rest unless they have caused someone to stumble. They eat wickedness and drink violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter into the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like complete darkness. Those who follow it have no idea what they are stumbling over. Pay attention, my child, to what I say. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. 
For they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay far from corrupt speech. Look, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet, then stick to the path and stay safe. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Commentary. In verses 11 through 16, we are all influenced by our environment. We become like our friends. That is why we are warned here to stay away from those who do evil deeds. It is easy to become desensitized to sin if we spend too much time with people who have few moral boundaries. We will begin to think and act as they do. Slipping back into our dependencies will be a very natural thing. However, by spending time with godly people, we will find the encouragement we need to continue in recovery and enjoy the life God intended for us. The warning to guard our heart is also a warning to not give in to the temptation of sinful pleasures of any kind. Indulging in sin is pleasurable at first, but in the end, its promise is empty and bitter. Sin may satisfy short-term desires, but its consequences are long-term. Returning to our addictions may make us feel better for the moment, but it will damage, may even undo our progress in the recovery process. Amen. The end of chapter 4. Thank you for listening. Chapter 3, 13 through 26, with a commentary, says, Happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding. For the profit of wisdom is better than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down the lifeful path. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep foundations of the earth burst forth. And the clouds poured down rain. My child, don't lose sight of good planning and insight. Hang on to them, for they will fill you with life and bring you honor and respect. They keep you safe on your way and keep your feet from stumbling. You can lie down without fear and enjoy pleasant dreams. You need not be afraid of the disaster or, or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. 
For the Lord is your security. He will keep you, keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. None of us set out to become addicts to something or addicted to anything. We were seeking something else, escape from pain, perhaps, or something to make up for our loss and brokenness. Or maybe we had a subconscious desire for self-destruction. Unfortunately, the things we turn to, to could not satisfy our deepest needs or desires. Our needs are legitimate. What must be changed is the tendency to go wrong way, to go the wrong way to try to meet those needs. The Bible says, My child, don't lose sight of good planning and insight. Hang on to them, for they will fill you with life and bring you honor and respect. They keep you safe on your way and keep your feet from being from stumbling. Proverbs 3, 21-23 Godly wisdom leads to great benefits in life. As we seek wisdom, we will find the other things we desire. Happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding. For the profit of wisdom is better than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down the lifeful path. All her ways are satisfying. As we change our focus and begin to seek after wisdom, we will find our life more fulfilled and secure. Godly wisdom will help us avoid the destructive path we have previously taken as we try to fulfill our unmet needs and desires. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Trusting in the Lord. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart for they will give you a long and satisfying life. Never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace, write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will gain a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will direct your paths. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. Then you will gain renewed health and vitality. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything your land produces. Then he will fill your barns with grains and your vats will overflow with finest wine. My child, don't ignore it when the Lord disciplines you and don't be discouraged 
when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Verse 13. Happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding. For the profit of wisdom is better than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the clouds poured down rain. My child, don't lose sight of good planning and insight. Hang on to them, for they fill you with life and bring you honor and respect. They keep you safe on your way and keep your feet from stumbling. You can lag down without fear and enjoy pleasant dreams. You need not be afraid of disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Do not plot against your, your neighbor, for they trust you. Don't make accusations against someone who isn't, hasn't wronged you. Do not envy violent people. Do not envy violent people. Don't copy their ways. Such wicked people are an abomination to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but his blessing is on the home of the upright. The Lord mocks at mockers, but he shows favor to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are but to shame. Are put to shame. Fools are put to shame. That's the end of chapter 3. Life Recovery Bibles, Chapter 2 of Proverbs. My child, listen to me and treasure my instructions. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and understanding. Search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. 
He is their shield protecting those, those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of justice and protects those who are faithful to Him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will know how to find the right course of action every time. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise planning will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose speech is corrupt. Those people turn from right ways to walk down dark and evil paths. They rejoice in doing wrong, and they enjoy evil as it turns things upside down. What they do is crooked, and their ways are wrong. Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the flattery of the adulterous woman. She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to hell. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the path of life. Follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the path of the righteous. For only the upright will live in the land and those who have integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land and the treasurers will be destroyed. In, in verses 1 through 9, it says, Wisdom is like a hidden treasure that is found only by those who search for it. God will grant us wisdom and good sense. He will also protect us and instruct us on how to make good decisions. We may not have made great decisions in the past, and now we may be suffering the consequences of those decisions. But when we put our trust in God, He will guide us in the decisions we should make in order to experience full recovery. In verses 20 to 22, it says, It says, follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the path of righteous for only the upright will live in the land and those who have integrity will remain in it. Okay, so it says, while we may try to do good, our dependents are utterly evil. We know what our addictions have cost us, our jobs, friends, family, health, sanity. Now we want to change our life pattern to escape our enslavement. God tells us here that if we get on the right track, we can still enjoy life to the fullest. We may be tempted at times to stray from the path of recovery, but here we are reminded that our addictions will eventually lead to destruction. Recovery is the only real option we have. Amen. That's the end of chapter 2. Chapter 1, 1 Peter. Greetings from Peter. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the lands of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, 
the providence of Asia and Bithynia. Bithynia. God the Father chose you long ago, and the Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed Jesus Christ and are cleansed by His blood. May you have more and more of God's special favor and wonderful peace. All honor to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead for God has reserved a precious inheritance for his children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God in his mighty power will protect you until you receive this salvation because you are trusting him he will be revealed in the last day for all to see so be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while these trials are only to test your faith to show that it is strong and pure it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him, and even now you are happy with a glorious, inaccessible joy. Your reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something the prophets wanted to know more about. They prophesy about this gracious salvation prepared for you, even though they had many questions as to what it all could mean. They wondered what the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They wondered when and to whom all this would happen. They were told that these things would not happen during their lifetime, but many years later, during yours, and now this good news has been a announced by those who preach to you in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So think clearly and ex exercise self-control. Look forward to the special blessing that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ. Obey God because you are his children. Don't slip back into your old ways of doing evil. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God, who chose you to be his children, is holy. For he himself has said, You must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray 
has no favors. When he judges, he will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverence, fear of him during your time as foreigners here on earth. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom has he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him for this purpose long before the world began. But now, in these final days, he was sent to the earth for all to see. And he did this for you. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God. And because God raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory, your faith and hope can be placed confidently in God. Now you can have sincere love for each other as brothers and sisters because you were cleansed from your sins when you accepted the truth of the good news. So see to it that you really do love each other intensely with all your heart. For you have been born again. Your new life did not come from your earthly parents because the life they gave you will end in death. But this new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the prophet says, People are like grass that dies away. Their beauty fades as quickly as the beauty of wildflowers. The grass withers and the flowers fall away. But the word of the Lord will last forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Amen. That was chapter 1. Let's go back and see what the Recovery Bible is saying. It's saying that uh, verse 7, the refiner will heat the gold in the fire in order to separate the worthless and impure dross from the precious and beautiful gold. The dross will be skimmed off until the refiner could see his image in the liquid gold. God uses the fire trials and tribulations in our life to purify and beautify our faith so that one day he will see clearly his image in us. This truth offers great comfort to those of us who struggle to make sense of a past mark by suffering. We can be confident that God will separate something priceless from the dross of our experience. And verses 8 and 9, that says, what does 8 and 9 say? You ask? 8 and 9 says, you, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him. Even now you are happy with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Your reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Recovery Bible says, Turning our will and our lives over to God it is, a crit- is, it is a critical step in the recovery process. During our most painful trials, we may fail to see God with us. Yet Peter suggested that, strange as it may seem at that time, 
Surrendering to God in difficult times can be a joyful experience if we trust that God will use our trials for further the process of healing in our life. Even the tough times can become times of celebration. I like this verse on 8. It says, You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him, you trust Him. And even now, you are happy with a glorious, inexpressible joy. That, my friends, is what Christ paid on the cross for us for the peace and uh, the down payment of the Holy Spirit. That's why I can go to Vietnam and and talk to, um, not talk to, but listen to Vietnamese sing songs to God under uh, hidden, hidden churches over there, the underground churches. We went to go take smuggle Bibles. And I can see that spirit of love. They are in love with somebody and something, and they have... And they're beaming with light and joy and grace in their faces. And they're singing with a true love to Jesus Christ. And I sense it. They're born again. They're changed from the inside. It's like we are. All right. All right. Verses 10 through 13 says right here, The salvation was something the prophets wanted to know more about. They prophesy about this gracious salvation prepared for you, even though they had many questions as to what it was all about or what it could mean. They wondered what the Spirit of Christ within them, that's interesting, was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They wondered when and to whom all this would happen. They were told that these things would not happen during their lifetime, but many years later during yours and now... This good news has been announced by those who preach to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Sent from heaven, it is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. You know, it seems like uh, our friend Peter here, he's a reporter, he's a journalist, you know, he's a very good one. And he's seen everything in a nutshell from a uh, bird's eye from a point of view from the sky. He sees, you know, all of eternity. And he's given us a real, like, um, a Wall Street Journal report of who we are, the beauty, the, the benefits, and we're living in a world that's going to cause us trouble. Verses 10 through 13 on the Recovery Bible says, The good news of God's forgiveness in Christ flows from a plan that took God's sanctuaries to complete. Wow. The good news of God's forgiveness in Christ, okay, that's the good news, flows from a plan that took God's centuries to complete. Now, now that it is complete, we can count on God's continuing kindness as we trust in Him until Jesus returns. We don't have to wonder if we are being tricked into believing something that it isn't true. Centuries of history and numerous promises stand behind the revelation of God through Jesus Christ. As we turn our lives and our will over to Him, we can be sure that His power is sufficient for a successful recovery. 
I shouldn't be taking the my salvation for granted. A lot of people um, take their we t- we used to take our salvation for granted and and complain about our surroundings too cold, too hot, hungry. Um, you know, well, we should be rejoicing that we have warmth in our hearts and keep feeding that warmth and that cultivation, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the more we fall in love with God, the more treasures will show up. Where God is, there's no need. It's not just a nice cliche, I guess you would say, but it is true. Where, where love is, where God is, and love comes to reading the Bible, reading the Word of God, love comes to us. We get rewarded for our discipline with appreciation for the Word, with love. And once we have love, it attracts gold and silver and favorable situations. Duh. That's my experience, folks. You know? Okay. Uh, verses 17 and 20. And that says on 17 and 20. Any, and remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favors when he judges. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time as foreigners here on earth. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with the precious life blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him for this purpose long before the world began, but now in the final days he has sent to the earth for all to see, and he did this for you. So God is going to have to give that a revelation to us, uh, the beauty of the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, uh, the Lamb of God that purchased this joy we were talking about, this love and this uh that a human being, the Lamb of God, sinless, spotless, the Son of God, was chosen to sacrifice so he can give us this, this joy and this peace that we have. That is our great uh, protection that we need to protect from the world. I need to protect that from the world. Uh, from that, that's my f- fund foundation. My... Uh, default setting is that Christ paid a big price I am born again and my flesh and my 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 body is lazy it really takes that for granted like the sun coming up and going down the moon of the love of a child's eyes it takes you know I do not need to take that for granted I need to cultivate it and every and think about it every time I praise and I thank God for my problems that I fan the coals of love in my heart that Jesus paid for. He goes, I have come to give you peace. My peace I give to you, not like the world give it to you. Not like our ancestors gave it to us. So that peace, which passes all understanding, will keep us in Christ Jesus. You get me? It's a great exchange, man. We exchange it. And the best way to access that peace for me, for this recovering Attic 
and is is to thank God and play it like a game. If I should complain about a bill, a, a, a fender bender, or a, anything, I said, "Woohoo! Best thing that ever happened to me. Thank God this is happening. It's gonna be nice how God is gonna deliver me through this. It's, it's gonna be nice to see how God is gonna get me out of this one." Okay, God, I accept it. Now, what am I going to do about it? Okay? He is your counselor. He is right beside us. And say, okay, God, I thank you for this situation. It's going to be interesting to see how you're going to get me out of it. Right? Okay? It's beautiful. Okay, uh, 17 to 20 says, It is impossible for us to earn God's favor and acceptance. This is the recovery Bible, folks. Back to the recovery Bible. It is impossible for us to earn God's favor and acceptance. Many people misunderstand Peter's counsel to reverently fear God. They think it means that God is looking to catch us in sin to punish us. So we should be afraid of him. Actually, if we perceive God and ourselves correctly... We see that God knows we can't measure up on our own. He accepts our limitations, forgives us of our sins, seeks to help us to learn from our mistakes and help us in progress towards more of a good, godly life. Amen. You know, uh, I didn't see that right. The only conclusion I have is to reverence and to fear God and to be holy as we already went through that. As long as we, we say uncle to situations and, and don't pick up um, uh, hate, okay, and we're, we're being holy. God forgives, and when we let go and forgive, we're, we're holy. Okay, don't. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Being holy is being in love. Big deal gonna be try to be holy like these guys in the institutions and weird things you hear weird things about them so we're balanced we're balanced perfectly when we acknowledge we thank Jesus the Lamb of God that he gave his precious blood for us and we feel it and we fan that feeling by saying thank you God for these situations thank you God for these problems I rejoice you know you act Fanatically, I rejoice in the good that has come, and I'm thankful. I rejoice in the situation that's not so good, and I'm thankful. Okay, because we don't know the end. God can sap it anytime. Unleash God. Let him out of the box. Thank you, God. I don't understand this, but I thank you for it anyway, because you tell me to do so. My obedience is precious. I thank you that I have the peace of understanding. Amen. Okay, I'm belittling the point. God bless you. Have a great time. Let's move on forward. <clears throat> Take care. Bye. Chapter 2 coming up. to today's podcast we're going to be reading seven proverbs for the beginning of the month january i'm going to start off with a prayer 
Serenity prayer. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. We will also come to see the negative influence of associating with people who are still living the kind of life from which we are trying to escape. In recovery, we come to realize that we are influenced by the people close to us. We welcome the support of those who are farther along the road to recovery. We may rely heavily on the encouragement of our sponsor or others who are supportive of our new way of life. Part of our self-inventory may include considering those with whom we choose to spend our time and how these decisions contribute to our progress and recovery. In Proverbs, we are told that wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Again, wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise planning will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose speech is corrupt. These people turn from the right way to walk down dark and evil paths. They rejoice in doing wrong and they enjoy evil. Proverbs 2, 10 to 14. We are encouraged to follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the path of the righteous. For only the upright will live in the land, and those who have integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land, and the treasures will be destroyed. Proverbs 2, 20-22 As we, are we ex- exercising wisdom by following the steps of those who are living the kind of life we truly desire? Are we? Are we executing wisdom? If we do this, we will find our life filled with joy. We will also be spared the loss and destruction that awaits those who continue down darkened pathway and do not enter into recovery. Okay, we're going to be reading uh, Proverbs chapter 1. And the purpose of writing down these Proverbs was to teach people foundational principles in wisdom, discipline, and good conduct, and in doing what is right, just, and fair. The first step to attaining this kind of wisdom is the hardest, trusting and showing reverence, fear for God. This means admitting that we need help and then allowing God to guide and care for us. Chapter 1, The Purpose of Proverbs. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. The purpose of these Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline and to help them understand wise sayings. Through these Proverbs, people will receive instruction and discipline, good conduct, and doing what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will make the simple-minded clever. They will give knowledge and purpose to young people. Let those who are wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. And let those who understand receive guidance by exploring the depths of meaning in these Proverbs, parables, wise sayings, and riddles. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. 
A father's exhortation, acquire wisdom. Listen, my child, to what your father teaches you. Don't neglect your mother's teaching. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and clothe you with honor. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive as the grave swallows its victims. Though they are in the prime of their life, they will go down into the pit of death. And the loot we'll get will fill our houses with all kinds of things. Come on, throw your in your lot with us. We'll split our loot with you. Don't go along with them, my child. Stay far away from their path. They rush to commit crimes. They hurry to commit murder. When a bird sees a trap being set, it stays away. But not these people. They sit in ambush for themselves. They booby-trap their own lives. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for gain. It ends up robbing them for life. Of life. It ends up robbing them of life. Now wisdom, it shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public squares. She calls out to the crowds along the main street and to those in front of City Hall. You simpletons, she cries, how long will you go on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools fight the facts? Come here and listen to me. I'll pour out the spirit of wisdom upon you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you didn't come. I reached out to you, but you didn't pay no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when you are engulfed by trouble, and when in anguish and distress overwhelm you. I will not answer when they cry for help, even though they anxiously search for me. They will not find me, for they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. That is why they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way. They must experience the full terror of the path they have chosen. For they are simpletons who turn away from me to death. They are fools and, and their own complacency will destroy them. But all who listen to me will live, will live in peace and safety, unafraid of, of harm. The end of chapter 1. Uh, verses in chapter 1 concerning wisdom wisdom is personified here I'm reading to you from the recovery bible the new living uh, uh, testament okay life recovery bible get your copy please it says wisdom is personified here calling out to all who would choose to follow her there is no real secret to obtaining wisdom. All we have to do is ask for it. 
If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you. He will not resent you asking, James 1.5. Unlike experience, which we never get until we, after we need it, God's wisdom is available to us as soon as we are willing to listen to him and obey his plan for our lives. I'm Fernando. I am in recovery. One of the ways is asking God, sincerely asking for wisdom, and then quoting like you got it. You say, you say, I I am the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. I am the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. After you ask, you say it by faith. You're kind of, what we're doing is we're proclaiming it. We're prophesying it for it. <laughs> I am the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. After you ask for it. If I need the righteousness of Christ Jesus, I say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening and the chapter one. Welcome to today's podcast. We'll be reading Hope for Today. Let us go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Our book for today is Hope for Today. We'll be reading January 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. My name is Fernando, your host. At first, I really disliked it when my home group took a group inventory. I sat getting my teeth and feelings impatient to get back to the real meeting. I figured at least if I didn't participate, the inventory would end that much faster. But since I wanted to get better, I examined my behavior and found a pattern. Not only did I refuse to take part in the group inventories, I barely participated in the group at all. I just kept to myself, isolated, even when surrounded by fellow members. When I started feeling victimized by the group's decisions, I looked into my pattern more deeply. My efforts revealed the memory of how I felt as a teenager growing up in an alcoholic home, ignored, invisible, and insignificant. Decisions were often made without taking my thoughts and feelings into account. Eventually, I chose not to bother making myself heard. I told myself I didn't matter. It was a real shock to realize I was acting the same in my Elanon groups. When I allowed the group to make decisions without my input and choose once more to speak up, I perpetuated the victim role and that had plagued me. I finally decided it was better to risk sharing than to become resentful. As I started participating in group matters, I noticed fellow members listening to what I had to say. They spoke with me after meeting to express gratitude for sharing what had also been on their minds. Slowly, my self-esteem increased. I do matter. 
but I had to take the risk to find that out. Today's thought, thought for the day. The answer my group is seeking just might come from the higher power through my voice. The answers my group is seeking just might come from the higher power through my voice. The comfortable thing that we are all equal encourages us to, to take an active part in the work of our fellowship. Alanon's 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 95. Reading from January 14th, Hope for Today. One of the most valuable skills I learned in Alanon is to discern acceptable behavior and to set limits with others. Setting boundaries helped me to take care of myself and relationships and keeps me from being a victim. Responses to boundaries help me evaluate the quality of my relationships. Nevertheless, I still feel some trepidation when I set limits. I fear that the other person may become angry and end the relationship. I experienced different forms of abandonment during my alcoholic upbringing, and it's not a feeling I relish re-experiencing. Something sometimes dreaded prevents prevents me from setting limits. Dread. Other times I state my boundaries in overly rigid terms, hoping I'll never have to deal with the problem again. My best success comes when I set my limits one day at a time. For example, my spouse watches television late at night and often unintentionally wakes me up when they come in late to the bed. Depending on how my day went, sometimes this bothers me and sometimes it doesn't. I no longer get set a global black and white boundary with my spouse. Instead of saying, from now on, when you watch television after 11 p.m., I'm going to sleep in the guest room. I ask them, are you going to watch any more of that show? If they respond affirmatively, I tell them, I'm going to sleep in the guest room and bid him a pleasant evening. In this way, I care for myself and I don't set myself up for resentment. I leave options for both of us, which makes our relationship run more smoothly. Thought for the day. Boundaries that don't help me when they're too loose or too rigid. Boundaries don't help me when they are too loose or too rigid. If I set them flexibly one instant at a time, they can help improve my relationships. Eleanor taught me the difference between walls and boundaries. Courage to Change, page 201. January 15th. I came to Elanon because of my spouse's drinking. I embraced the literature, the slogans, the 12 steps, and the people of this wonderful fellowship, and gradually I got better. However, one thing continued to puzzle me. Since I had not grown up in an alcoholic home, why did I answer yes to almost all of the questions in the Elanon leaflet? Did you grow up with a problem drinker? I didn't receive a quick answer, but by working 
my program diligently, I was able to change my answers to many of those questions. In time, I overcame my dependency on others' approval, my fear of failure, and my excessive sense of responsibility for people, places, and things beyond my control. After several years, my higher power finally chose to reveal to me the reason for my identification with the, that leaflet. My parents were adult children of alcoholics. Those alcoholics were my grandparents. Being raised by adult children can be just as damaging as being raised by alcoholics. Although both of my parents had chosen not to drink, they had not chosen recovery either. Unknowingly, they had passed an unhealthy attitudes and behavior to another generation. Now I have a choice to make, and this is where I stand. Let it begin with me. Today, with the help of the program and a loving higher power, I choose recovery. I choose to do my part to stop the wide-ranging tragic effects of the progressive multi-generational disease called alcoholism. I am willing to do what I must to keep and stop the disease. I must be willing to do what I must to stop the disease. With Ellen's help, my family can experience a better way of life. Thought for the day. Before Elanon, I was a carrier of this disease. Living the Elanon program immunes me from its effects and helps prevent me from spreading the devastation. Immunomyces. Immunomyces. <laughs> Sometimes alcoholism seems to skip a generation. From Survival to Recovery, page 50. Okay, January 16th. <laughs> During my early Elanon days, I had trouble understanding humility and how to develop it. I related to the concept of being teachable, however, and began to look at what I could change about myself to become more open and willing to learn. When I began to think that I know it all or that perhaps it's all right to skip some meetings, I am in dangerous territory. Being teachable means I go to meetings and really listen to everyone. Newcomers and long-time members alike, is, it also means I listen when I talk with my sponsor or another program friend. Sometimes I'll hear suggestions and think, no, that doesn't apply to me. When this happens, I need to open my mind and remain receptive to what I hear. The Elanon program works to the extent that I am open, honest, and willing, each of which is an important com component for a humble state of learning. Being teachable means I admit that I don't know it all. Walking the path of self-improvement is a lifelong journey. Thought for the day. The more valuable I am to listen and learn, the more available I am to listen and learn, the more available I am to be healed by my higher power. Humility frees me from outside pressures and allows me to learn at any time from anyone or any experience. Courage 
to be me, page 137. Again, humility frees me from outside pressures and allows me to learn at any time from anyone or any experience. Let us go ahead and close this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. We're working it, and it's working. All about hope. In First Peter, chapter three. Excuse me, First Peter, chapter one, verses three to seven. Let's see what it says right here. All honor to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, for God has reserved a priceless inheritance for His children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of of change and decay and God in his mighty power will protect you until you receive this salvation because you are trusting him it will be revealed on the last day for all to see so be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, and your faith is far far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fire trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Wow. Okay, uh, Recovery Bible says, Life is rough. We must constantly struggle against the sins inherited in our mortal body. We live with the realities of pain, sickness, and death. We live in a world that is constantly decaying. Even if we turn our life over to God, What is there to look forward to? Peter tells us, Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, for God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. It is kept in heaven for you. And God, in his mighty power, will protect you until you receive this salvation. Because you are trusting him, It will be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. This is wonderful joy ahead, 
even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. Paul offers this encouragement. Since we are his children, we will share his treasures for everything God gives to his son, Christ, is ours too. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will give us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Wow, that's interesting on that last verse. Romans 8, 17 and 19. These promises are for us. That all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day. You know, our Heavenly Father is... Bible says that he is he is he is rich uh, beyond our imaginations. You know, uh, rich. You know, he owns everything. He is uh, extremely rich, more than anybody you can think of, all put together. You know, um, Gates and all these, and the earth knows that we are the children of uh, the rightful inheritance owners the rightful heirs with Christ Jesus here on earth the earth knows that heaven knows that that's the reward that uh, that we are heirs the reward okay you know there's if we believe it you know uh, we can have it have it now by walking as heirs in this earth you know, we're special. We have the Christ, the salvation of Christ is going to come and take us as heirs in Christ Jesus. I don't know if you can grasp your mind on that, but that seemed uh, a little easier for me to grasp that the, the reward of salvation is, is on its way. I have the down payment of the reward of salvation, which is the peace and the joy of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Built in through Jesus Christ. What he I accepted his cross. Amen. Okay, it says right here, for all creation is waiting eagerly. So I'm waiting eagerly too for that future day when God will reveal. And it says right here who his children really are. And that revelation is we we are heirs of God. Okay, and the whole earth knows it very well. I am an heir of God. By the way, the Holy Spirit told me that. He said, He said to me, um, you know, when you spend time with God and the Lord speaks to you, and He still tells me that the whole earth knows it very well that my daddy is rich. Okay, the whole earth. In other words, in the whole earth knows very well that we are the inherited ones. That we are inherited the earth and all this is ours through Christ Jesus. Amen. And salvation to boot. I love you. God bless you. Hope for today. Bienvenidos. Vamos a leer. 
Salmo 5. Escucha, oh Jehová, mis palabras. Considera la meditación mía. Está atento a la voz de mi clamor, Rey mío y Dios mío, porque a ti oraré. Oh Jehová, de mañana oirás mi voz. De mañana me presentaré a ti y esperaré, porque tú no eres un Dios que ama la maldad. El malo no habitará junto a ti. No estarán los insensatos delante de tus ojos. Aborreces a todos los que obran iniquidad. Destruirás a los que hablan mentira. Al hombre de sangre y de engaño abimanará Jehová. Y yo en la multitud de tu misericordia entraré en tu casa. Adoraré así al templo de tu santidad en tu temor. Guíame Jehová en tu justicia a causa de mis enemigos. Porque delante de mí tu camino enderezalo, porque no hay en su boca rectitud, sus entrañas son prevadades, sepulcro abierto su garganta, con su lengua lisonjera, desbarata los odios, caigan de sus consejos, por la multitud de tu, sus rebeliones, échalos, porque se rebelaron contra ti. Y alegrarse han todos los que en ti confían. Para siempre darán voces de júbilo porque tú los defiendes. Y en ti se refugiarán los que aman tu nombre. Porque tú, oh Jehová, bendicirás al justo. Los cercarás de benevolencia como con un escudo. Amén. Salmo 3. Dios... Salva a los que confían en él. Oh Jehová, cuánto se han multiplicado mis enemigos. Muchos se levantan contra mí. Muchos dicen de mi vida, no hay para él salud en Dios. Mas tú, Jehová, eres escudo alrededor de mí. Mi gloria y el que ensalza mi cabeza. Con mi voz clamé a Jehová y él me respondió desde el monte de su santidad. Yo me acosté y dormí y desperté porque Jehová me sostuvo. Me, no temeré de diez millares de pueblos que pusieron cerco contra mí. Levántate Jehová, sálvame Dios mío, porque tú heriste a todos mis enemigos en la cuijajada. Los dientes de los manos quebrantaste. De Jehová es la salud sobre tu pueblo, será bendecido. Sal Amén. Salmo 2 Reino de Mesías Reino del Mesías ¿Por qué se amontinan las gentes y los pueblos piensan vanidad? Estarán los reyes de la tierra y príncipes consultarán unidos contra Jehová y contra su ungido diciendo rompamos sus Cuyundas, y echamos de nosotros sus cuerdas. El que mora en los cielos se reirá. El Señor se burlará de ellos. Entonces hablará a ellos en su furor y turbará los con su ira. Yo, empero, he puesto mi rey sobre Sion, monte de mi sanidad, monte de mi santidad. Yo suplicaré del decreto. Jehová me ha dicho. Mi hijo eres tú, yo te engendré hoy. 
Pídeme y te daré por heredad las gentes y por posesión tuya los términos de la tierra. Quebrantarlos haz con vara de fierro como vaso de alfarero los desmenuzarás. Salmo 1 Felicidad del justo Bienaventurado el varón que no anduvo en consejos de malos. Bienaventurado el varón, ni estuvo en camino de pecadores. Bienaventurado el varón, ni en silla del escarnecedores se ha sentado. Bienaventurado el varón, antes en él, antes en la ley de Jehová está su delicia y en su ley medita día y noche será como el árbol plantado junto a arroyos de aguas que da su fruto en su tiempo y su hoja no cae y todo lo que hace prospera no así los malos sino como el tamo que arrebata el viento por tanto no se levantará los malos en el juicio ni los pecadores en la congregación de los justos porque Jehová conoce el camino de los justos, mas la senda de los malos perecerá. Amén. Salmo 8 Dios, Dios honra al hombre. Oh Jehová, Señor nuestro, Cuán grande es tu nombre en toda la tierra, que has puesto tu gloria sobre los cielos. De la boca de los chiquitos y de los que maman fundaste la fortaleza a causa de tus enemigos para hacer cesar al enemigo y al que se venga. Cuando veo tus cielos, obra de tus dedos, tu luna y las estrellas que tú formaste, digo... ¿Qué es el hombre para que tengas de él memoria y el hijo del hombre que lo vistes? Pues le has hecho poco menor que los ángeles y coronástelo de gloria y de lustre. E hicístelo enseñorear de las obras de tus manos. Todo lo pusiste debajo de sus pies ovejas y bueyes todo ello, y asimismo las bestias del campo, las aves de los cielos y los peces del mar, todo cuanto pasa por los senderos de la mar, oh Jehová, Señor nuestro, cuán gran en tu nombre en toda la tierra. Amén. Salmo 9 Dios refugio en la angustia. Te alabaré, oh Jehová, con todo mi corazón. Cantaré todas tus maravillas. Alegraréme y regocijarme en ti. Cantaré a tu nombre, oh Altísimo, por haber sido mis enemigos vuelto atrás. Caerán y perecerán delante de ti, porque has hecho mi juicio y mi causa. Sentaste en silla juzgando justicia. Reprendiste gente, destruiste al malo. 
raíces el nombre de ellos para siempre jamás. Oh enemigos, acabados son por siempre los asolamientos y las ciudades derribaste. Su memoria parecía, pereció con ellos, mas Jehová permanecerá para siempre. Dispuesto a su trono para juicio, y él juzgará el mundo con justicia, y juzgará los pueblos con rectitud, y será Jehová refugio al pobre, refugio para el tiempo de angustia, y en él y confiarán los que conocen tu nombre, por cuanto tú, oh Jehová, no desamparases a los que te buscaron. Cantar a Jehová que había ido en Sion, noticidad en los pueblos sus obras. Porque demandando la sangre se acordó de ellos. No se olvidó del clamor de los pobres. Ten misericordia de mí, oh Jehová. Mira mi aflicción que padezco de los que me aborrecen. Tú que me levantas de las puertas de la muerte para que cuenten todas tus alabanzas. En las puertas de la hija de Sion y me gocé en tu salud. Hundiéronse las gentes en la fosa que hicieron. En la red que encendieron fue tomado su pie. Jehová fue conocido en el juicio que hizo. En la obra de sus manos fue enlazado al, al malo. Los malos serán trasladados al infierno. Todas las gentes que se olvidan de Dios, porque no para siempre será olvidado el pobre, ni la esperanza de los pobres perecerá perpetuamente. Levántate, oh Jehová, no se fortalezca el hombre, sean juzgadas la gente delante de ti. Pon, oh Jehová, temor en ellos. Conozcan las gentes que no son más que hombres. El que confía en Dios no resbalará. ¿Hasta cuándo? Salmo 13. ¿Hasta cuándo, Jehová, me olvidarás para siempre? ¿Hasta cuándo esconderás tu rostro de mí? ¿Hasta cuándo pondré consejos en mi alma, con ansiedad en mi corazón cada día? ¿Hasta cuándo seré enaltecido mi enemigo sobre mí? Mira, óyeme Jehová, Dios mío, alumbra mis ojos, porque no duerma en muerte, porque no diga mis enemigos, vencilo, mis enemigos se alegrarán si yo resbalaré. Mas yo en tu misericordia he confiado, Alegrarse mi corazón en tu salud, cantaré, oh Jehová, porque me has hecho bien. Amén. Cantaré, oh Jehová, porque me has hecho bien. Salmo 12. La palabra de Dios es pura. Salva, oh Jehová. Salmo 12 La palabra de Dios es pura. Salva, oh Jehová, porque se acabaron los misericordiosos, porque se han acabado los fieles de entre los hijos de los hombres. Mentira habla cada uno con su prójimo, con labios lisonjeros, con corazón doble hablan. 
destruirá Jehová a todos los labios lisonjeros. La lengua que habla grandezas, que dijeron por nuestra lengua prevaleceremos. Nuestros labios están con nosotros. ¿Quién nos es Señor? Por la opresión de los pobres, por el gemido de los menesterosos, ahora me levantaré, dice Jehová. Pondrélos en salvo del que contra ellos se engreí. Las palabras de Jehová, palabras limpias, plata refinada en horno de tierra, purificada siete veces. Tú, Jehová, los guardarás. Guárdalos para siempre de esta generación. Cercando andan los malos mientras son exaltados los más fieles de los hijos de los hombres. Acuérdense que las palabras de Jehová, palabras limpias, plata refinada en horno de tierra, purificada siete veces. Amén. Salmo 16. Belleza de la vida pía. Guíame, oh Dios, porque en ti he confiado. Guárdame, oh Dios, porque en ti he confiado. Dijiste, oh alma mía, a Jehová, tú eres el Señor, mi bien en ti no aprovecha. Sino a los santos que están en la tierra y a los íntegros toda mi aflicción en ellos. Multiplicaránse los dolores de aquellos que sirven diligentes a otros dios. No ofreceré yo sus libaciones de sangre, ni en mis labios tomaré su nombre. Jehová es la porción de mi parte y de mi copa. Tú sustentarás mi suerte. Las cuerdas me cayeron en lugares deliciosos, y es hermosa la heredad que me ha tocado. Bendicerá Jehová, que me aconseja aún en las noches me enseñan mis riñones. Oh Jehová, he puesto siempre delante de mí, porque está a mi diestra, no seré conmovido. Alegróse por tanto mi corazón y se gozo mi gloria. También mi carne reposará segura. Porque no dejarás mi alma en el sepulcro, no permitirás que tu santo vea corrupción me mostrarás la senda de la vida harturá de alegrías hay con tu rostro delites en tu diestra para siempre amén amén salmo 118 amarte he oh jehová fortaleza mía Jehová, roca mía y castillo mío y mi libertador. Dios mío, fuerte mío, en él confiaré. Escudo mío y el cuerno de mi salud, mi refugio. Invocaré a Jehová, digno de ser alabado, y será salvo de mis enemigos. Amén. Salmo, ciento, Salmo 119, 
versículo 103. Ciento tres. Cuán dulces son a miel paladar tus palabras, más que la miel a mi boca. Cuán dulces son a mi paladar tus palabras, más que la miel de mi boca. Ciento cuatro. De tus mandamientos he adquirido inteligencia. Por tanto, he aborrecido todo camino de mentira. 105. Lámpara es a mis pies tu palabra, y lumbre a mi camino. 